Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Well, hey, folks. Happy Sunday. Welcome into the Wealth and Health Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, joined live every week with Mr. Randy Cook cooking it up in the studio, and we're uh, set to have a great show again this weekend. Mother's Day was just past us. Hope you had a great time with your mothers and just uh, really enjoying mothers. Hopefully you got your flowers, Randy, out to your mom saying, Mom, love you. You are <laughs> the you or not. best. And to put up with me throughout all those years, yeah, you are the best. So. The best. <laughs> the best in the whole world. Well, folks, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. Got a local business owner. Uh, they've been in the industry a long time. The Cato family, they're going to be coming on a little bit later in the show. Uh, Brandon is just to talk about what he's doing uh, his transition, not only in business, but as he's followed what God's called him to do in, 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 uh, with church and Christ Fellowship and all those things as well. Really, really cool story. Going to have that conversation. Going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about uh, markets. We're going to talk about, uh, Randy, I don't know, all kind of stuff today, right? Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things out there that, uh, that goes along with the market. There's something called the VIX index, mm-hmm. which is what they call the fear index. And it's at an all- and This is not VIX vapor rub, no, by the way. No, this no, is not what you, you rub on your chest. No, exactly. not at all. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. no, no, uh, no vapor. That's right. So it's it's what people. You will hum- not smell to your neighbors. <laughs> is the point? That's it. It's how much fear is associated with the market right now? We're at a very much of a low. So how does that affect investors right now? We'll kind of dive into that a little bit. But uh, you know, Michael, this past weekend on Mother's Day and Mother's Day weekend, you talk about at the end of the show every single week. Go out there and make an impact on mm. somebody. Yeah. Give something away to someone where you can get nothing in return. And and I had one of those experiences every year. I've got, I have a friend, he and his wife, they didn't have children. And what he was in the, in the business of building nursing homes, actually, mm. as a mm-hmm. young man. And uh, he built that business up and built it up and built it up. And he finally sold that business for $1.3 billion. And oh, it a nice was- nice neighborhood. Yeah, I guess. So he's uh, he's the millionaire next door. And he, he doesn't live in my neighborhood anymore, as you might have guessed. <laughs> and, but he did- The billionaire next door. He's yeah, in a different neighborhood. It's true. So he- yeah. Went out into the country and built a beautiful home on a nice farm pond out there. And every year he invites mm. kids from the local foster homes and they, they go get together with some churches and they get, and they bring all the kids in there who are in foster care and they have a whole bunch of volunteers and I'm one of them. And we go out there and we have a great day out in the country and I'm in charge of fishing, me and a friend of mine. And so we bring kids down between the ages of five and 14 years old and teach them to fish. And wow. let me tell you what, it is one of the great, you know, you talk about mm. getting back what you give. Yeah. Oh, it, I yeah. just get so much more than I actually give and just have such a great time. We probably in the period of the afternoon caught a hundred fish wow. and the kids, they just light up. I had one little girl, her name was Naomi and she looked at me and she had never casted a pole before and she mm. threw it out there and she caught three fish and she looked at me and she goes, 
this is the best day ever. It's and I was the like, best. Oh, <laughs> melt my heart, you know? Yeah. But it's yeah. just another one of those examples uh, of what you give, you get so much back, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I mean, you go about that as, as in your life and all that you bring to this program and through your church. And it is true. What you give, you get so much back in return. You really do. You know, it's, it's, I'll tell you, Randy, what a great story. And isn't it, isn't it ironic? We see this. And of course the trend today with, um, you know, all of these, uh, you know, tiny homes and people trying to get out and live in the wilderness and all this stuff. Now I know not everybody's followed that trend, but some people are. It's interesting to me, you know, here's, here's a guy, your buddy that sold the company, you know, 1.3 billion can live wherever he wants Mm -hmm. to live, do whatever he wants to do. And what does he do? He goes out to the country and builds a big ranch. And it's it's interesting how a lot of times people are in a situation where in life, you know, they get to a place where, and folks, maybe as you're listening to this, you're like, you know what, I, that resonates with me too. I just kind of want to break away from the scene. I just kind of want to have space. I want to be in a place where I can do what I need to do and kind of be on my own, have some peace really, you know, from the world. And you know, Randy, what that causes me to think of is not only giving back and adding value and all that, which you had done. I think it's a beautiful thing. I'm so glad that you did that and uh, always looking for new ways to do that. But I think I think the material thing that I pulled away from that too, in addition, is the idea of you know figuring out how to really balance your life well, well as you go through it. You know, some people, Randy, are so focused on just building businesses, making money, uh, making sure that everybody in the right scene sees who they are, what they're doing. Did you see me here? Did you see me there? And at the end of the day, you know, they're not, they're not really too, really in their heart of hearts, really enjoying life because they're just, they're, they're, they're so dialed and plugged in that they can't step away and help people in the way that's real. Anybody can write a check, you know, but when it actually comes down to taking time and, you know, baiting a hook and helping kids, I mean, I'm not saying everybody wants to bait the hook and do that, but the bottom line is, you know, finding those ways where you can really add value and give back to the next generation. That's what you're doing. You, you know, the funny thing is, Randy, you're in a situation by doing that. You're in a place where those kids, they may not remember down the road your name. They not, may not remember some of the passing conversations that, that you said or did or whatever while you were there, but they will remember the fact that you took the time. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll remember the fact that, oh, I remember this guy when I was younger and we went out and he was there and they will not forget that because it's life experience. And those are the little seeds, folks, that we need to be planting everywhere we go to add value to other people. You know, Randy, a lot of times people, uh, obviously, as they're listening to this show, folks, if you're listening now, whether it's uh, on radio, I know a lot of people want to listen on podcasts. They can listen when they want, as they want. So I'm going to encourage you to go to leanonthewall.com Click on radio media. If you have a smartphone, iPhone, uh, Android, you know, tablet, whatever it may be, you can actually subscribe to the show. That way, every time there's a new show, it'll be automatically, you know, put on your phone and you can go back and listen to previous episodes. Very, very important. Or you got a question about what we're doing, give us a ring. But Randy, I'll tell you, you know, as we sit down with people... Uh, and we talk with people as they call in and they talk about life and they talk about, you know, getting a second opinion on their wealth. I love the fact that we have the opportunity to kind of have that conversation as people are moving into retirement to say, okay, listen, what do we really want to do with our life now? You've checked out from work, but don't check out a life. Yeah. You know, let's check in 
to adding value in a big way. And now hopefully, you know, as we create the right plan, help people do that, we don't have to worry about finances. We don't have to worry about money anymore. We can we can create a plan that is protecting against market loss. We can create a plan that's protecting to reduce taxes. We can create a plan that's protecting on the estate side. We can create a plan that's creating the kind of income that's needed to live life and do what you want to do. And now we can actually get to the real important stuff, Mm. which is what are we going to do in our life to add value to other people? That's the way the world goes around. What is wealth unless you can do something good with it? I mean, right. no, nobody is sitting on their on their dying bed saying, I'm glad I made that business deal. They're saying, I, I'm glad I, I used the wealth that I had to make a good thing happen for somebody. And you know, when you sit down and you fish with a kid, it's so funny because, you know, as a fisherman, if you were to catch a turtle, you would go, oh, for crying out loud, cut the line. You know, you're, you're actually irritated <laughs> with the whole thing. But let me tell you, when we caught a turtle, it was an event for these oh, kids. Yeah. Everybody came over and we caught the turtle and, and, you know, it was just a little mud turtle. It was, wasn't a snapper, so we didn't have to worry. And uh, so the, we brought the mud turtle up and they had so much fun with the, <laughs> with the turtle. And it was something that any fisherman wouldn't want. But it yeah. was something that a kid valued and they'll remember that moment. And it was so interesting to see things through the eyes of a child. You can learn things, I believe, by watching kids and seeing how they react to things. And it certainly was was my experience at that event. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, um, you know, my kids, so um, Cyrus, Justice, Joel, and JL, you know, we just have a few there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all younger, obviously, still. And, you know, they had caught a cicada, and it was in a little, like, those... Uh, you know, those Hellman's mayonnaise jars, sure. you know, the, the, you take the, take the label off and then you take the lid off. And so they, so they caught the cicada, it was in there and they put a paper towel on the end with a rubber band, or whatever, and it was sitting in there and it was sitting out by the pool all day. And you know, they're in bed at night and Cyrus is like, dad, he's like, Oh, I totally forgot. He's like, dad, I got to get out and I got to go let that cicada out so he can go be with his friends and do stuff, you know, and do his thing. And I was like, buddy, you know, the, <laughs> You know, because I'm in, I'm in like, you know what, I, you know, my wife was gone. Uh, she, she, she went to a wedding. She's coming back into town. I'm there with the kids, which we had a great time. But, you know, it's a lot of work. And we're, I'm like, okay, listen, we're in bed. We're going to bed now. You know, you got your PJs on. We're not getting out of bed to go let a cicada out. <laughs> you know, are you kidding me? I mean, listen, it's, a, it's an animal or it's not even an animal. It's an insect. Who cares? You know? And Justice was like, but dad, that's a, it's a cadence. What if it dies overnight and it doesn't have, you know? And, and Cyrus is like, but, you know, whatever. So I, I obviously, <laughs> the bottom line is, I, Randy, I stepped back in the moment and I said, you know, all right. So, you know, kind of like what you were saying, the little things and tuning into those little things. Mm-hmm. So I went outside and I... Uh, took the pa- you know paper towel off the top and and folks if you're out there if you're a parent obviously at some point or grandparents you can probably relate to the one of these kind of stories with your kids or grandkids at some point in time and you know I'm, I'm so I let this cicada out and you know it gets out and does this thing go back into the house and you could just see the relief on their faces <laughs> I mean they're like oh we didn't we didn't kill Charlie or whatever the guy's name was. <laughs> named the cicada, yeah. Yeah, whatever whatever his name was. But you know, the bottom line is is I took that time and they're of age right now. You know, this is what really hit me, Randy. And folks, I want you to think about this as well. Uh, regardless of where you are as you're listening to this out there, because whether you have grandkids or grand or kids in general, current, they're in a situation where there's gonna be pl- 
times in life where there's memorable moments. And, and, you know, our kids are old enough now. They're still young, but they're old enough that they would remember that down the road. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dad didn't care about, the, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. But because I did that, it like, okay, you know, it was a big deal. It's almost like a relief. Okay, now I can go to sleep. You know what I mean? And uh, I know I would have caused myself more problems. They would have been up saying, Dad, we got to go out, Dad. We got to go out, Dad. We got to go out. Okay, I got to go. You know, so I figured <laughs> I'll just do it now. You know? But the bottom line is it was a small thing, and I was paying attention to their world, and it's very, very important. And, you know, next segment, Randy, I want to talk about putting uh, – we want to talk a little bit about the idea of having the right financial plan in place, not just not just going along and, and running your portfolio on cruise control. You know, a lot of people, Randy, are in a situation where they say, yeah, you know, uh, we talked the other week about some of the big banks and some of these different things. And, and, you know, I don't know what, folks, your situation is out there, but there's a lot of people that have their portfolio on cruise control. And they're in a place where, you know, when 2008 happened, folks, you ask yourself this question, did you lose money in 08? If the answer is yes, what have you changed to protect against losing money again? What have you? What are you proactively doing? What is your current advice giver bringing to the table to proactively help you reduce money in, t- in taxes? How about estate planning? How about bringing new ideas to the table? How about over-the-top service, not just taking you out for lunch or buying you a glass of wine from time to time or taking you to play golf? What are you seeing that's real fundamental changes in your portfolio? And folks, I want to talk about that and actually designing the right plan correctly. And here's why I want to talk about it. I want to leave it with this, Randy, and we'll go to the commercial. But is this thought, and this is from Zig Ziglar. He says, you must manage yourself before you can lead someone else. We're talking about leaving a legacy, living with purpose. Very, very important. But you got to put those pieces in place before all of that can happen. we got to go to a commercial break, but we'll be back right after this. I'm Carolyn Ryan, a financial correspondent. And I'm Michael Wall, a financial author, advisor, and radio show host. You know, Michael's one of the area's leading financial advisors, and every Sunday morning, I get to interview him about things like Social Security, the stock market, and how to plan for retirement. You'll walk away with financial news and retirement tips you can apply to your own life. Watch the Sunday Morning Money Report every Sunday right before the CBS Sunday Morning News at age 58. See you then. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. One of my very favorite songs there from Michael Jackson. Taking a look at the man in the mirror. Find us online. Look us up. Leanonthewall.com. Great message there, Michael. And that's a little bit about what we're talking about here today. I mentioned the story about fishing and how looking at things a different way, looking at something through a child's eyes, you see it some completely different. And looking at things from somebody else's viewpoint, you can see things differently. And that has some application into what we talk about each week, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does, Randy. And and you're right. I love that song too. Just the, just the meaning, the value connection is really, really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I was you know I was talking last segment about the idea of uh, getting yourself in line, making sure financially you're you're in tune. 
Um, so that way you can be in a place where you can really live the way you want to live. You know, we have a, a philosophy that we kind of follow here. It's called evaluate, adjust, execute, live, right? So what does that mean? Well, you know, a lot of times people are in a situation where, Randy, when they're retiring or they're looking to retire, you know, we just had a um, segment that was on CBS Sunday just before the CBS Sunday morning show, as you know, and I was talking about the idea of uh, the importance of finding the right financial advice for the stage of life that you're in. And a lot of times people just think that, you know, hey, I've been with this person forever. They can help me into the retirement stage or through the retirement stage or whatever. And at the end of the day, just like doctors are very different, you know, they specialize in different things. You know, a podiatrist is not going to do the same thing that a brain tumor removal surgeon is going to do. I mean, they're just different specialties. They're both doctors, but they're different specialties. And, and so similarly, you know, with the financial world, we're in a situation where we are set up and we have been for the last 16 years, a little over almost 16 years now, where we've been helping people with that process move into what I call 30 to 40 years of unemployment, otherwise known as retirement. And we go through this process, Randy, of evaluate, adjust, execute, and live. And, and here's basically what that means. You know, we got to, folks, be in a situation where we are evaluating what we're currently doing, Right. And that's why we do progress meetings, by the way, even with existing clients, we have progress meetings. We don't want it to just all be about where are we going to play golf today or, or what are we going to do? You know, if, if you capture clients just because you're in a situation, Randy, you're taking them to nice places or doing nice things. Those are all great things. But in a lot of ways, you know, I'm more interested in the nuts and bolts of how the portfolio is actually performing and maximizing it for the, for the family. Right. That's, I think, more important than what wine or what, what kind of wine are we going to have together tonight, uh, even though those are all good things. So that evaluate is evaluating where we currently are. Now, that could look like a progress meeting, somebody that's already an existing client. We're sitting down. We're doing reviews, progress meetings, I call them because we're moving forward and we're looking at what are they currently doing? Is there ways or things we can implement to improve? We always are bringing new ideas to the table to clients, Randy, to help them find ways to improve. By the way, folks, if you're out there and you're not getting new ideas constantly brought to the table for you, that's a little red flag you want to put up and say, wait a minute. What am I really paying for, for my advice? What am I paying for? That evaluation process looks like that when you're a client. Now, if you're not a client, Randy, we have a lot of folks. We just had a, a couple the other week, uh, actually last week, came in. Um, they're both very, very smart people, engineers. They're a high level at uh, company, different companies in the area. Lockheed is one and uh, another company. And basically came in, they said, you know, we're preparing for retirement. Mike, we've read your book. We're going through the process of putting things together. We need to evaluate what we're doing. You know, how much, how much income do we need in retirement? What does that look like? So that's that evaluate process. They're coming in and they're kind of helping or asking us for coaching to help them through that process. And then we, the next step is adjust, right? Well, if you evaluate and you find that there's ways to you know, we find a lot of times, Randy, that there's ways with folks and, and families as they come in for a second opinion that we can actually reduce their risk by 50, 60, 70 percent, reduce their risk. Well, that's huge. Now, that doesn't mean that we stop making money. We still have opportunity to make some nice return, but we're just taking a different approach and reducing risk. Well, that means we need to adjust uh, a little bit of what we're doing. We need to make some changes. That's, that's part of the process. And then when we make those changes, or now we know that we need to make changes, then the next step in that process is execute. 
right? Because we can have all this great information about ways we can reduce risk, ways we can save money in taxes, uh, ways we can uh, improve uh, return. You know, there's some nice non-traded things in a real estate space right now that are paying, you know, six, seven, seven and a half, eight percent a year annually. Well, those are nice returns, okay? That might be nice for part of the portfolio to, if someone wants to take income or just return, you know, reinvest, whatever. But the only way, Randy, that these things, these tax savings, these risk reduction strategies, these cost and fee reduction strategies, uh, these strategies to create a consistent income regardless of markets, the only way that this kind of stuff can be implemented in a portfolio is if people actually take a step, take our advice, and execute. That's the next step. And then the last step, quite honestly, in my opinion, is one of the most important and most enjoyable, and it's called live. Well, now go live your life. Let's talk about what you really want to do. Let's stop worrying about our money. I remember, you know, when I was selling books door to door, Randy, they used to tell us we were out in the hot sun. I'd go knocking door to door. I'd have this duffel bag. By the way, that's when my love for dogs uh, (laughs) really grew. Really grew. I mean, (laughs) folks, listen, I, you know, I'm not opposed to animals. Don't get me wrong. But when when I was in college and I'm out there selling books door to door, uh, you can imagine in, in, in the South, you know, North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, you can imagine how many dogs are just running around (laughs) coming at you. (laughs) Yeah. I was more popular than the mailman. Let's say it that way. (laughs) You know, so I'm like, ah, you know, but the bottom line is we're in a situation where, you know, I had the opportunity to evaluate what I was doing, connecting with families, that sort of thing. And now we get to that last step of the equation, which is live. You know, think about why am I here? What am I doing, et cetera? And, uh, you know, we get a chance to help people do that, Randy, as they come in. Again, evaluate what you're currently doing. That might mean get a second opinion. With our clients, it's just continually overviewing. Adjust, make changes, just like you would... If you, uh, unfortunately, your belt size goes up, you got to adjust. You got to make a change. Uh, You know, execute. Well, we need to execute. Uh, We need to execute those ideas or nothing's going to benefit us. And then when that's happened, then we can live life and live on purpose. And I think that's so crucial. And we see that. And we saw that, uh, Randy, with that family. Again, as they come in, we're in that process. uh, But we're in that process of helping them really rethink uh, and, and, and put a plan together so they can live well. And that is, I mean, that's like freeing. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways, it's pretty cool. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Find us online. Find out more about Michael at leanonthewall.com. If you've listened to our show and you say, you know what? I'd like to find out a little bit more. Go there and you can find other shows that you can listen to from the past. We have a lot of great things to offer there. If you'd like to sit down with Michael for a portfolio wealth review, to sit down and find out what Michael's saying, where do I stand right now? Am I on the right track? Here's my goals for the future. This is what I want to do. Michael, what do you have to show me where you can help me get there? Give us a call. Here's our number, 888-511-WALL. 888-511-WALL or 888-511-922. Why don't we take a break, Michael? Come right back. And we have a very interesting guest coming up next. His name is Brandon Cato. He is a business owner in our area who has brought faith and his life to his business and brought that into ministry. A very interesting man. That's next on the Wealth and Health Show. Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. 
I've written a simple, easy to read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world, as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. You can find us online at leanonthewall.com. Well, if you were with us last week, there was this fleeting mention of Michael winning a golf tournament. And I wanted to drill down just a little bit because Michael's known for a lot of things. His golf game is not one of them. So obviously there's there must be somebody connected with Michael when it comes to winning the golf tournament the other day. And I found that person right here. It is Brandon Cato. Hello, Brandon. How are you today? Great. How are you doing? How did you get connected up with this guy? Well, it was a uh, it was an awesome event we got to be a part of for um, First Priority here, at local uh, charity that we support. And uh, I promise I was not the one that helped him win the golf tournament. <laughs> All right. Hey, Randy, my drives were only 400 yards every time mm-hmm. that I didn't swing. Okay. <laughs> just so, just, I mean, I just want to make sure you're aware. Yeah. You know, I did, I did hit it. I was coming off a of sickness from Israel to my, uh, you know, uh, excuses. You know what they say, if you're looking for an excuse, anyone will do, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it is what it is. Well, yeah, I wanted to have Brandon in the show and just kind of talk a little bit about what he's doing, Randy, because it's just a really cool story. You know, he's got a he's got a family business. You guys, Brandon, yep. you guys what, do plumbing? and Yep, plumbing. We do general construction, gas, do a little bit of real estate for our family. So a little yeah. bit of everything. Here, there, and everywhere, right? Yeah. And a lot of the plumbing stuff is big jobs, isn't it? Yeah, we do. Uh, we mostly focus on high-end residential, so the bigger homes that uh, along the water here locally and things like that. Yep. So, Randy, just make sure you're on point when he talks about high-end residential. It's what? 10, 15, 20 million dollar homes plus? In the millions. Yeah. So sometimes low millions, sometimes high really millions. High millions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just depends on who's doing it, what yeah. the, what kind of plumbing needs they have. But he's got a cool story because a couple of years ago, um, he he obviously goes to Christ Fellowship with me. And of course, I just got back to, from Israel with a great trip with Todd and Tom and the crew. And um, we talked about how you um, kind of just moved into uh, being a campus pastor, which I yeah. think is really cool because the business has been going on for a long time. So why don't we start out and talk about the business in general? Yep. Um, what do you love about that? What do you What do you guys feel like you, I mean, what do you do really well at? And how have you seen business change in your industry over the years? Yeah, you know, when we first started it, we were a real small company, just a few people. When the uh, construction and economy kind of boomed in the middle of the 2000s, we kind of grew with it and uh, grew to like about 65 people total in the company doing mostly high-end residential, custom residential, custom houses, things like that, um, which is kind of where we focus. I really like that. I like the opportunity to be on a different project, something that looks a little different each mm. time we do it, not something that's just the same in and out, in and out. Right. Um, you got to think a little bit. Yeah, you get to you get to be involved in the design process yeah. and the build and, and get to kind of give some input on how things would work best and kind of be in those meetings, and I, I really enjoy that. That's cool. Yeah. So as you guys have grown and, mm-hmm. and now you're still doing what you're doing, yeah. um, tell me about a little bit of the transition. You know, many people don't move from business yeah. and then go and say, hey, I'm going to be a campus pastor, yeah. you know, for Christ Fellowship, which is obviously a huge church and great church, great place. What was the process there? Yeah, when uh, when things kind of went down and slowed up in, in the uh, later 2000s, like 2008, nine, something like that, we... Um, we're kind of going through a big transition, trying to figure out what to do next, trying to figure out where to go next and, and what we could be a part of. 
And through that, um, for me, it was really uh, personally a journey that I was trying to figure out what's next for me. I kind of started all this stuff. We had multiple divisions going, lots of people working. And uh, I kind of felt like I had I'd run that as far as I really wanted to run it. Something mm-hmm. was different. So I've mm-hmm. been praying about it and just trying to figure out what God had for me next. And it was in that season, um, actually a season of fasting, hmm. when uh, God put it on my heart that there was something different for me. That, that actually took place in early 2010. Um, and then it wasn't for a few years later until this campus that I get to be a part of, Okeechobee Campus, which is in Okeechobee, Florida. Yep. And uh, that was coming on the scene and it was getting ready to launch. And so uh, just through multiple conversations and with Pastor Todd and some opportunities through some business and some leadership development through Christ Fellowship, I was in a position to uh, to be one of the names on the list to, to come and step in and be the campus pastor of that place. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times, Brandon, when people do different businesses, obviously yeah. you guys are doing plumbing and residential or real estate and a variety of other things there. There's, a, there's similarities, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can take this business principle and apply it to this business. And even though the what they sell or the end result might be different, yeah. um, there's certain business principles that just work, yeah. right? Uh, obviously, doing right by the by the customer, doing yep. the right thing, doing a job well the first time. We see that in what we do, even in managing wealth. You know, I met with a, a gentleman uh, just the other week, and we were talking about just that. He said, you know, I'm in a situation where when I came in, I had a little bit of fear and anxiety because yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Sure. But through the process, we were able to relieve that and we were able to create a strategy for him really to help him protect and grow and reduce taxes on his wealth in the future. So here's my question. Yeah. As you look at your businesses and there's certain things that correlate or connect one business to another, mm-hmm. service and you know the Cato name and all these different things yep. that you do, employees, how do you translate that now as a campus pastor, what does that look like? Because I know you're not, I mean, I know you're still plugged into business, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but how do you translate some of those principles you've learned from business into what you're doing at the church? Yeah, I think uh, I was so blessed at a young age to have parents who were Christ followers. So a lot of that stuff that we learn in church were was brought into our business world. So mm-hmm. things like being loyal, being mm-hmm. faithful, being honest, um, really pouring into your people, connecting with them, trying to lead them well as best as you can. So when you step into a campus, it's a different scene. It's a different group of people, but it's the same thing. Mm. You still want to invest in them. You want to love on them. You want to lead them well. You want to make sure they have all the tools to succeed. Same thing as the, the corporate construction world. Just now it's in a church world. And have you found anything that's kind of, I don't want to say blindsided you, but you know, it kind of said like, wow, I, I wasn't expecting this when I got into it. That is it caused you or struck you as like, this is very different than the, than the business world. Um, I think the pace, there's a, there's a much different pace in corporate world. It's as fast as you can go, as quick as you can go and hurry up and turn and get to the next <laughs> one. In uh, ministry world, it's definitely a slower pace. It's more of a, hey, let's wait and see this out. Let's spend some time on this. Let's let's pause, push pause on that and push it to the side, which mm-hmm. never happens in construction world. It's go, go, go. <laughs> um, and then I think also um, when you look at the... Uh, the burden that you carry. For, so in the corporate world, you finish a project, you do well, you move on, there's high fives, thumbs ups, there's another one coming your way. In the ministry world, there's a spiritual burden that you carry mm. um, that you don't realize that I, I'd never experienced until I actually stepped into that world. Yeah, that's interesting. So that was like, okay, this is different because of that. that was, it was a blind side. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you know, Randy, it was interesting because when I was talking with Brandon, we were talking about some of these transitions, some of these things. And you know, that type of uh, movement is just not something, uh, Randy, I know we talk about a lot of different things on the show and have a lot of different guests on, but this type of transition, it, it's just not something that people do each and every day. 
Well, I think uh, I want to ask kind of the the opposite question of what you asked there, Michael, and that is as a business owner, many times you'll drive down the road and you'll see a sign and somebody's got a fish on their sign and you know, I guess that person is a Christian. And you'll maybe you interview with somebody and that owner will tell you, you know, this is an important part of who we are. So what challenges has that made for you? I mean, obviously in the construction world, you've got to bid on jobs. You've got to deal with employees. And my vision of plumbers and construction guys are they're kind of salty guys. You know, I mean, that's that's not necessarily what you're going to see in the pew at church. So what challenges has that made for you of living your faith as a business owner in that industry? I'll tell you the truth. It's actually made it easier. And I'll tell you why. Because as I was growing up, as we were in construction world, people knew who we are. We, they knew what church we were a part of. They knew what we believed. But now that just opened the door for us to have more of those conversations out in the field. So Mm. we Mm. already had our integrity. We already had our reputation. You know, we are, most of what we do is word of mouth. It's, we don't advertise very often at all. So what, what happened by taking on this, this new opportunity in the church world that just created more conversation. So now the conversation kind of switches toward, you know, most people want to tell me about their family now, or when we go have lunch, it's not about the project anymore. Um, I remember there was this one time I was going to meet a guy to collect some uh, pretty substantial amount of money that was kind of back due some old stuff. 10 seconds into the meeting, he pushed all that to the side and said, my secretary will have a check for that. Don't worry about it. I just want to talk to you about your family and tell you mm-hmm. about my family and see if you can you know, help me or, or give me some insight into what's going on. So it's really been a, a huge opportunity to use that platform as ministry as well. So it sounds like it's kind of shifted from um, coaching about the job to coaching people. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a yeah. lot of that. Most of the meetings now, people will do the business portion and talk about the job and what's going on. And then there's always a, a follow-up conversation for a half hour, hour, when we talk personally about how they're doing their life. And really, it's opened the door for a lot of people that I didn't know were Christ followers that we've been able to step in and say, hey, how's it going? And encourage them where they're at and mm-hmm. things that they're going through. And so it's been it's been really awesome. That's cool. And I don't know, um, you know, Randy, what your experience has been. I know mine for sure. Uh, not just being a part of CF, but also in general. And, and, and Brandon, maybe I'll throw this out to you. I kind of almost go the other way. Like I'm not the kind. I'm not the kind of guy. I don't have a Jesus fish in my car. Yeah, we I'm, don't either. I'm, I'm not the one with a. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there that are. So Randy, it's. A, I mean, you're right. You see that a lot, and that changes um, how you see people or how yeah. you you know whatever. But my experience has been sometimes there's a lot of people out there that are touting the G- Jesus fish or the shirts or all this stuff. And they may not necessarily be living it. Yeah. You know, they're wearing it. Absolutely. Uh, but they're not living it. Yeah. And um, so I guess my question to you is, is have you seen that to be the case? We have. And that's why, that's why we don't do a lot of that. We don't, we don't put the fish on the car. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's somebody who's had that on their car or their business card or right. something that's left a bad impression on somebody. Yeah. And so we want them, we want them to see, you know, the light of Jesus through how we act, how yeah. we respond, how we do business and how we go about our day versus a sticker or something else that may not tell the whole story. Right. So they know I, who we are, what we believe. We don't hide it. Um, we're not walking around with flags and stickers and all that kind of stuff and, <laughs> and shouting through megaphones or whatever. But um, I think it's important to to not separate the two. Yeah. But also don't false advertise. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. I personally, Randy, like to put a shark on my car. <laughs> <laughs> so when a you cut one. me off, I know what I'm looking at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, that's cool. Any other thoughts you have for uh, Brandon while we got him in the studio? Well, I just think it's great that somebody has worked their way th- through their faith in their business and then brought it over to serving in a ministry and using their business as a ministry. I think it's a, it's a nice testament to who you are, Brandon. Oh man, thanks. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool thing. Well, I, I was uh, struck by him in general, not just the golf swing, Randy, but uh, <laughs> but the uh, you know the kind of guy. First time I met Brandon just a little bit ago here, and just kind of, I've heard a lot about him, and uh, vice versa. It was kind of cool, but yeah. you know, just kind of neat to meet and connect and, and realize that we're kind of on similar missions, which is neat. And that's I, I got to be honest with you, Brandon. That's one of the things that I love about the business that we're in too. You know, yeah. we talk about managing people's wealth and helping them save in taxes and all that. You're close, you're near and dear to their heart in a yeah, lot of ways. And uh, so we have the opportunity to have a lot of those conversations, you know, about where are we really putting our trust and why do we do what we do? And, you know, that whole plan mentality and doing things on purpose. You know, I, I like to say a lot of times the idea of uh, living on purpose so we can live with purpose, right? Yeah. As we take these steps and we set things up and we do what we need to do, then we can live the way we need to live to impact and connect with the people we need to connect with, which is Awesome. Well, thank you so much for yeah, taking man. some time and uh, sharing with our listeners Absolutely. your story. And by the way, folks, if you want to learn more about uh, Brandon and his crew, you can go to where? Cato? Yeah, we, uh, we're actually in the process of rebuilding the website right now, but um, we'll be on there soon. It'll be www.catoandsunplumbing.com coming soon. There you go. Yeah. On its way. Or if you want to listen to the previous uh, segment, if you missed it, go to leanonthewall.com. Click on radio media. Or if you just want to reach out to us, you're saying, hey, you know, maybe, maybe I need a second set of eyes in my uh, financial world. Give us a buzz. 888-511-9255. And uh, Randy? Don't let your finances be plugged up. I've got the two guys who are going to help you right here. How's that for an ender? (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right. That's a wrap. We'll be right back with more of the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall coming up next. I'm Carolyn Ryan, a financial correspondent. And I'm Michael Wall, a financial author, advisor, and radio show host. You know, Michael's one of the area's leading financial advisors, and every Sunday morning, I get to interview him about things like Social Security, the stock market, and how to plan for retirement. You'll walk away with financial news and retirement tips you can apply to your own life. Watch the Sunday Morning Money Report every Sunday right before the CBS Sunday Morning News at 8.58. See you then. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. It's all God's children singing glory, glory. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Little news, boys, there for you on Sunday morning. Find us online, leanonthewall.com. Well, we're here to talk about not only items of faith, like what we just did with uh, Brandon Cato there, but also the world of finance. And what's interesting right now, Michael, is where we find ourselves in the market. We are still hanging around up there at all-time highs, and every now and then it bumps up, and then it pulls back just a little bit. But overall, people, are they getting complacent about the market? And there is an index out there called... The VIX. Maybe what you can do is explain that to us before we have our clip here from uh, Neil Cavuto on Fox News. Uh, Michael, what is the VIX index? People might not have heard of that. Yeah, so VIX, you're talking about V I X. Of course, we talked uh, earlier about how that is not 
uh, the vapor rub. <laughs> <laughs> I remember growing up, you know, my mom, oh, hey, you know, uh, you got to put some Vicks on. You can't breathe well. You yep. know, it helps you breathe, all that stuff. Well, the Vicks is, is uh, V-I-X is what it is. It's a ticker. And basically, it's a volatility index. And it's a it's a measurement. It's, it really, it's, it's probably one of the most... Uh, it's probably one of the most popular measures, Randy, of implied volatility of the S&P 500 index options. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really what it does is it's it's calculated and it's published by the CBOE, which is the Chicago Board of Options Exchange. Um, it really, I mean, at the crux of it all is it's a fear gauge, right? So as the VIX is higher, as it's high, uh, that's an indicator that people are fearful. And there's concern that... You know, that overall, um, you know, the markets are probably going to go down or whatever it may be. That's that's the thinking. That's the theory, the science behind it. As you and I both know, there is no real um, guarantee when you look at those things, uh, because, again, it's all based on uh, implied volatility. So, you know, from that perspective, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables there when you look at the options market from the CBOE that you have to look at to say, okay. How does this really uh, attribute or not? But it's either way, it's an indicator. It's a gauge that people do look at and people talk about as far as how volatile is the overall market. I'm looking at volatile a, meaning risk. You could lose money. I'm looking at a chart right now. So the VIX right now is what 11, 12, 13, something like that. During the financial crisis, it was at 85. So that'll oh give you an indication as to what happened. So that's how low we are right now. So when we look at that and people say, okay, no volatility out there. I'm feeling pretty good about the market. Here's Neil Cavuto on Fox Business. A lot of people look at that and say, well, if there's very little fear out there, that can't be a good thing because it's counterintuitive in that when there's very little fear, then obviously people are too complacent, too too happy. And so this phenomenon is something we follow closely because people bet money on that. And that fear gauge is such that people don't seem to be worried. And that is tempting in a lot of investors. You've seen it and heard it maybe among your friends and colleagues who rush into the market and think nothing of it. Sometimes the crowd is missing something. So, Michael, this is not a show, and it never has been, where we sit around and talk about fear. You know, we're not, you know, we're on the edge of another collapse. We never do that on this show. And we know the market goes up, the market goes down. But as he said, are people too complacent? Do we forget about what the market can do? Uh, Is there indication out there that there might be something happening and that we could be turning a different direction? Yeah, I think I think there is, you know, Randy, and you, you kind of said it, and I appreciate this as well. I don't really care, folks, and tune into this for a minute if you've if dialed away, but I don't really care which direction the market goes. I don't care if it goes up. I don't really care if it goes down. Because at the end of the day, if we're in a situation where we position ourselves well to protect against the downside, there's some opportunities still to make money when the market goes down. And we position ourselves well when the market goes up. Now we're in a situation where it doesn't really matter the direction. You know, we're not taking uh, obsessive risk, crazy risk. So we're not really worried about what happens. When I say we're not worried, I'm talking about the clients that we have and the way we design a portfolio. But Randy, I think what Neil's talking about there when when, uh, he shares that on Fox is the idea of the volatility being low. What does that look like? Well, if you take a look at that index and you look at the chart, and I'm looking at it right now, you know, back when the, that index was as its all-time low, you know what it was before then, the, the last all-time low? Uh, since now, I mean, you could look and say, well, okay, it was back in the 90s, but I'm saying back before it was at a real low before it spiked, it was kind of going on a, a downward trend. It was back in 2007. 
The index was very low. Okay. Well, what happened after 07? <laughs> the financial crisis. Yeah. Well, the market crashed. And so at the end of the day, what he's referring to, and I think this is a lot of the buildup, and this is why you know we're in a situation, Randy, where we're trying to pay attention as well, is the markets have been in a situation, folks. If, if you don't realize this, check it out. The markets have been in a situation where they have been on a bull run, basically, since 2009. And you say, well, yeah, I mean, the economy and the markets and this and that or whatever. Well, then we move forward and we say 2014 to 2016, the markets went sideways. Uh, and, and it wasn't until really this whole Trump bump where the markets started really getting a lot of juice and moving forward. So the concern is we had all that quantitative easing. That still is in the system. You know, the, the, the Fed pumping money into the system through buying treasuries and all that. Corporate buybacks because interest rates are low. When companies buy their own stocks back, that artificially inflates stock prices. That's the problem. So when you look at all of these things and you take a look at the VIX as well, I think there's a lot of case for the fact that there could be, we could have, we're going to have a downturn at some point in time. When is it going to happen? I don't know. You don't know. But what we do know is we've been on that bull run. Here's what I can tell you, Randy, and this is my premise, because asset preservation is a big part of what we do. That's why people come to us. They don't want to just ride it out anymore. They don't want to hear the, the thought from, from a financial firm that says, you know what, just hang in there. It's going to come back. We're in this for the long haul, all that stuff. Listen, we know we're in it for the long haul, but we also don't want to get creamed in the process. We don't want to be in a situation where we get hit and get killed with our portfolio going down. My philosophy is this. You know, when, when we have uncertain times and we've cut off a long bull run like right now, uh, you know, I'm in a situation where I'm saying, listen, we're going to maintain some things that's going to allow us the ability to get some gains, some off-market stuff, et cetera. But let's, let's take a step back. You know, I would rather be early to a market correction than late. I would rather be early. What do I mean by that, Randy? Well, what I mean by that is I'd rather be in a situation where I'd be a, I'm a little bit more cautious and kind of go into the sideline early. And, and not because we think that the market's going to change and turn over at some point in time. I'd rather be a little more cautious early than late. Then I don't want I'd rather, I don't want to be the guy that just says, well, the market's just going to go up forever. I mean, it's, it's just, are you kidding me? I mean, just going to stock market's going to rise forever, ever, ever. Well, it's not. And that type of mentality is going to be the person that's late. Here's what that means. They're going to lose a bunch of money. They're going to get killed. And then they're going to say, oh my goodness, I better get out. Well, I'd rather get out early and still have some opportunity in along the way than be late and lose a bunch of money. That's why our clients hire us. They're paying us to protect their assets. That's what we do, and we take it seriously. It's very, very, very important. They've worked hard for what they have, and so that's important, Randy. But that's my thought there, and I think that's where Neil is coming from uh, when he shares that. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Find us online at leanonthewall.com. As you listen to the show and you have over the last couple of weeks and you say, you know what, I think I'd like to sit down with Michael. I mean, have a, a portfolio wealth review. Sit down and see what Michael has to say. And we say, you know, where do you stand right now? How are you doing right now? Where do you want to be in the future? How can we help you draw a line between the two? That might be a great conversation. Give us a call. It's 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. You know, Michael, as you were saying that, something kind of occurred to me uh, between the difference between this show and so many of these other financial shows that I hear uh, talking about how, you know, the end of the world is coming. You've got to get yourself ready for that. The, the end of the financial world is coming. 
and it's there's a difference between timing the market and positioning yourself. Yeah. And I think what you are talking about here is positioning yourself not only for the good, but positioning yourself to take advantage of the bad. Because as you said at the beginning of the pro- beginning of this segment, I don't care if the market goes up or goes down. Let's position yourself so you can take advantage of both. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I mean, think about it like this. So, you know, a lot of people like to play golf, right? I know I, I enjoy golf. I enjoy playing golf. Let's say you're let's say you're 14, 13, 14 years old. You've never played golf in your life. If you can imagine this for a minute now, <laughs> okay? You're 13, 14 years old. You've never played golf in your life. And you flip on the TV and you watch the PGA Tour and you watch a tournament and you watch you know, Brandon Spieth or, you know, Day or, you know, one of these other guys or whoever it may be. And you're like, you know what? Hey, I'm going to be a professional golfer someday. All I need to do is have the opportunity. And you know that there's a pretty good chance because your dad knows people uh, that he's going to get you in a situation where he's going to get you a meeting with, um, you know, one of these golfers as well as their pros. So that way, uh, you know, you'll have the right people to connect you with what you need to do to get on tour. But you're 14 years old, and you say, I don't know when that meeting's going to happen, but it's going to happen at some point in time. And, you know, so you're like, you know, I'm just going to wait till I get there, and that's when I'll start training. So then you get, that meeting comes, let's say a year later, or two years later, or three years later. Your meeting happens with the pros, but you haven't played still. Well, the chances are, what do you think the opportunity, Randy, is that you're actually going to be able to make and go play on the tour? Zero. (laughs) Zero. And the reason is because you have done zero preparation. Zero positioning. So what we know is we know that markets are going to go up. We know that markets are going to go down. We know that markets are going to crash. It's a historical fact. They will continue to do it for the next however long we're alive. So if we know those facts... Then what we want to do, Randy, is we want to position ourselves and prepare so that way we are going to be okay regardless of which way the market goes. Instead of saying, oh my goodness, the market tanked 30 or 40%. Oh, we lost all this money. No, we don't have to have that conversation because we've prepared in advance. That's the key. We know the markets move. We don't care which way they move. We just want to prepare in advance and align a portfolio with a, with our goals so that way we can live and you know take kids fishing <laughs> and do the things that really matter in life. That's why we do what we do. You know, Michael, you talk about being the CEO of your finances. You yep. know, and, and every business owner that's listening to us knows what it is to be positioned for opportunity. They know yep. that when the time comes for that piece of land to be sold, you are ready to go in there and develop. They right. know that when there is an opening where there's a whole bunch of people that are going to move into this area, you are there to provide the services that they need. You are ready with the preparation for the opportunity. And why not be and have the same attitude with your money? Well, that's exactly right. You got to have that same attitude. You got to prepare in advance. And, uh, you know, again, that's why we talk about the whole evaluate, adjust, execute, and live. That four, four-step four process that we found works wonderfully well in really helping families to get online as they get a second opinion. That's, that's just so crucial. You know, I think of our kids, Randy, you know, Cyrus, Justice, Joel, and JL. And if they're in a situation where... You know, I'm blessed as their dad 
to be able to teach them so many things. But if I'm in a situation where I don't really take that seriously and I don't do my best to learn as much as I can learn so I can teach them as much as I can teach them, whether it be about life, I mean, it could be, you know, think about tying shoes. If I never learned how to tie my shoes, I couldn't teach them how to tie their shoes. (laughs) You know, I know that's simple, but it's real. And, you know, JL came up to me the other day. She's got her little princess hat on. Uh, She was riding her bike. She's got her little crown on the top of the hat. Uh, She's still got her training wheels on. All the boys are like, JL, you need to ride without the training wheels. You're holding us back and keep, you know, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like she's coming up and she wants to learn. Dad, how can I, how can I get better at riding my bike? I want to ride with the boys and all this, you know, all this stuff. And so, you know, so I'm saying, okay, babe, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. She gets at a young age the fact that she's got to do things a little differently if she wants to ride without the training wheels. And folks, if we want to be in a situation in life when it comes to finances, where we're not worried about the markets and we're not worried about whether or not we're going to be okay long term, and we're not worried about whether or not we have the right plan, the only way to do that is to sit down, get a second set of eyes and get the right plan in place. And that's just, I mean, it's just the way it is, Randy. You can't create that without it being created. Preparation and opportunity. Why not take that same attitude toward your finances and why not sit down with Michael Wall and see if this might be a good fit? We talk about the interview process at the same time you're interviewing a financial advisor. Michael's interviewing you. See if you're a good fit. Yeah, Give us a call. Give us a call. Find us on the website. Learn more about us. Leanonthewall.com or give Michael a call. 888-511-WALL. 888-511-9255. Michael, we've come to the end of the show for today. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you had a great Sunday. Uh, maybe you couldn't catch the whole show because you're in and out, whatever it may be. I'm going to encourage you to go to leanonthewall.com. Click on radio and media, and you'll be able to subscribe to the show. But I also want to challenge you as we do each and every week. Here is to living well, living healthy, and living on purpose. Add value to someone this week. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. And until then... Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. And to find out more about Michael and the Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. The information covered today is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice. It cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. You are encouraged to consult your tax attorney or advisor. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Riders may be available at an additional cost. Products and features may vary from state to state. For full details on how life insurance works, including fees, expenses, and costs, contact our office at 888-511-WALL.